0: Welcome to Cloudlandia, Mr. Sullivan. Mr.
1: Jackson. Well, wow.
0: wow. reunited.
1: When you took Thanksgiving off, you really took Thanksgiving off. <laughs> That's funny. Did uh,
0: Are you saying that you showed up for the calls? Because I did, too.
1: I, I thought you, you did? were taking... Yes. yes, I thought you were taking the time off. Well, no, I just checked, and it wasn't in my schedule. It I got you, schedule.
0: right. It, yeah. Isn't that and funny? That we've had my um, reflex has been to be here at 11 a.m. Yeah. Isn't
1: that well, funny? I had a reflex, but you got overruled almost uh, this morning because I was watching really, really funny... Uh, takeoffs on Mark Zuckerberg on YouTube, oh, and I discovered me. the the weapon against Mark Zuckerberg is just to make absolute fun of him. You know that oh, he's boy. a robot. That yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's about six or seven of them, and uh, humor is his weak point. Hmm. You know. Yeah,
0: I think you're right. He's almost like uh, that's the parodies of the uh, stuff. I have I thought that though. You know when. Uh he was especially when he was in the congressional hearings or whatever the uh, oh yeah on Washington. that was the thing that led me to really say there's not a single minute of that man's life that I think I would enjoy like can you imagine <laughs> <this>? <laughs> I mean being being Mark Zuckerberg, I could not imagine what your day is is filled with you know
1: yeah yeah well i had an interesting uh you know i had an interesting comparison and i think i uh, uh, correct me here if i have mentioned this before because i found it so interesting so you know anyway uh it was a limousine service mm-hmm. and uh, uh i was talking to uh you know i was talking to a, a driver he was actually part owner of the company mm-hmm and he was talking about having uh, uh, a guest come in on a uh, private jet. He picked him out at the, you know, general aviation at the airport. And mm-hmm. it was uh, Warren Buffett. And Warren Buffett is, you know, 70, 80, you know, is, yeah. uh, is 70, 80 billion dollars. And uh, anyway, and he comes off alone and, you know, he's got a briefcase. And uh, he us up to the driver and he says, mind if I sit in the front seat? And they had about five or six meetings, no, three meetings in the city that day. And he says, uh-huh. well, you know, we're going to be going to be meeting. And he said, I just as soon sit in the front seat and talk to you about, you know, the city and what your take is on the city. And, uh, yeah, and yeah. Then, he would, then he would be delivered to, um, you know, and there would be somebody to meet him on the curb. But no, mm-hmm. but. Throughout the entire day from picking him up to leaving him off at the airport to fly back to Omaha, I guess, and uh, not a bodyguard, not a bodyguard. So he's million dollars. Yeah. And uh, then I read this article about how the Zuckerbergs, the family, you know, husband, wife, and child, and then the senior CEO officers, they have like 24 7 with literally. Dozens closer to a 100 than to 12, you know, uh, security yeah. officials who check out everything days in advance where he's going to be. And yeah. uh, and I says, and they're about, you know, if you look at the richest people in the world, they're kind of in the same neighborhood. Warren Buffett. And, yeah. Um, and Mark, uh, Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg. And I said, so why is Why does one of them feel he can travel just by himself? And uh not need a bodyguard and the other one needs um, you know, scores of mm-hmm. bodyguards. And I said it must be something coming from inside each person.
0: I wonder I mean, you know, you could argue that too, that the there's a lot more interaction where people could uh could hate the uh you know, the misdirection or the stuff that happens. It feels like more people, billions of people have a more personal relationship with Facebook. Therefore, it's got a Mark Zuckerberg than do Warren Buffett. Most people, as Warren Buffett has no effect on their life. And I think that yeah. people feel like Mark is, that's what I mean about part of not being one to be part of it, even if you take that Mark Zuckerberg probably, um, hopefully, had great intention for introducing Facebook to help people connect and to create this great uh, tool for people, which he has, uh, but then for it also to feel like, you know, now that the people that are sharing things on there are being filtered or uh some are being favored or some you know there's a lot of uh, polarity. I think like a lot of split, just like the mm-hmm. way we're split politically. Mm-hmm. But I get it. I mean uh, something uh, yeah. deep inside too yeah. you feel like
1: I don't know that Jeff Bezos feels like
0: he needs all that security either, but
1: Well, well I don't I don't know that, but uh I think yeah. that uh uh you know uh <laughs> At the, you know, at any given time in the world, there's a person we hate the most, and like if you yeah. have a general consensus on the world, and it's got to be yeah. somebody, and it's yes, got to be exactly. somebody. Yeah,
0: exactly. And in my and, uh,
1: observation, it's and bleeding. he qualified. He and yeah. he qualified. You know, he. Uh, you know, you have to qualify on nine check marks, and he qualified on all nine. Now whether it was his goal to be the most hated person in the world or not, yeah. I don't know. Uh, but uh, uh, he really hasn't done anything to um, not get there, you know? And, uh, and I'm a mean, worried about, it. on the other hand, you know, he's like everybody's favorite grandfather. He goes to McDonald's yeah. every morning, drives his pickup yes, truck. Yes, exactly. He's got like a 30 year old pickup truck. And if, he invites you into his home, and you have to walk through cases of Diet Coke. Uh, yeah. You know, like, yeah, cherry. I think Cherry Coke. Cherry Coke, like, not uh, Diet Coke, yeah. Cherry Coke, and he's, like, come on in, come on in, same house. He's been loving in forever and, yep. uh, and everything. So there are certain images that you give off of yourself, and I don't think that, uh, you know, I don't think Warren Buffett, any of his personal habits, have anything to do with how he wants you to think about him, but, uh, no. you know, and, and, uh, one was a billionaire at 20 and the other one didn't really get rich until he after 60. I mean, he really,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, he really went big after about 60. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, and he's got things, you know, just invest in things where you admire the person, you respect the person, you know, yeah. And, uh, trust the person and everything yeah. like that. And, Think slowly, invest in things, you know, that are going to last for a long yeah, time. Yeah, with a
0: durable, a durable advantage, moat.
1: Yeah, right. yeah. So so anyway, but there, there are interesting polarities. Yes.
0: Yeah, I look at it, you know, and you say about people, we all have, we have a person who's the most hated person at any given time, but it's also very fickle. It's very quick. I've noticed in the observation now, like that's something that's unique to Cloudlandia is the power of the people to cancel somebody. You know that we've created wow. that whole language of cancel culture that you can, uh, you know, that we have all been
1: can- have. You ever been canceled?
0: No, thankfully.
1: Okay. Well, I've never been canceled.
0: Right. Exactly. So.
1: Uh, so- we're in cloud land, you and I, uh, you know, yeah. we're in cloud. Why don't we get, why don't we get, um, why don't we get canceled? Other people get canceled, but we don't get canceled.
0: That's right. Well, we haven't done okay, any sort of go. cancelable offenses. That's really the, <laughs> the thing we may get canceled. Who knows? You know, I mean, you look at the, um, I don't know that the, the, um the justice system can be rigged in that way sometimes. You know, the greatest example of it, Dan, that that really got my attention of it was.
1: I'm just trying, trying to think them. what it. Would, I'm just trying to think what it would take for Dean Jackson. What Dean Jackson <laughs> would have to do to get canceled? To get canceled? No, no. I'm right. just. I, I'm just. I'm just going through all my memory banks. I've got. Geez, I just can't come up with any evidence on why this guy should be canceled. You know.
0: Yeah. Well, thank goodness. Um, but I remember where, what, what really, um, there was a couple of events that were happening all at once. And I've really sort of realized how it's almost like this, um, that is a hive mind in a way is what Cloudlandia has enabled. And when you look at about five or six years ago, do you remember that dentist that caused all that uproar when he killed Cecil the Lion? Do you remember yeah, those? Yeah, words?
1: He, he was uh, he was uh, his hobby was big game hunting. Big game
0: hunting and he did it. He, he went over there with a a full like guide and every all the authorized way, had his permits and everything like this. And then killed this uh this lion and it wasn't when they named him cecil the lion the whole world was in outrage you know and it was really that but the thing is and i would still love to see anybody show me this there was not a single mention of the word cecil the lion on the internet prior to the day that that guy killed that lion. And ever they were talking about it like he killed this national treasure. And I thought to myself that if this lion was so much of a national treasure and he was known for being friendly and coming up to tour groups and stuff, you'd think that in the 10 years prior to Facebook and social media all being available, That somebody on a safari might have taken a picture or a selfie over the shoulder with Cecil in the distance saying, there's Cecil the lion. He's the friendly lion. Like somebody would have been this lore of Cecil on the internet. But nobody did any kind of research to see that that was even true. We just all immediately canceled it. And it was really, it was very... Interesting to me. How well, uh, that,
1: uh, that uh, an about. example I can give you an example of uh, where that uh, you know iconic thing actually existed, yeah. and uh, uh, in I, I don't know, 2011, 2012, uh, Richard Rossi um, um, invited us to go on a trip to the Galapagos Islands, uh, uh-huh. off at you know, and we flew to Ecuador and then we um uh flew to I think we flew to um there's uh, one of the islands of the Galapagos has an airstrip and we went and then we went on the boat. Uh, but I do remember we were introduced to a um, um a tortoise, um, you know, and uh, and uh, um and, and the difference is tortoises are actually on land and turtles are in water and so uh-huh. this tortoise w- was his name was gorgeous george and he was 232 years old and wow. he had thousands he had thousands of thousands of progeny and was continuing to do so that year at age 232 you know so he this mm. was a this was a very big list, long um, long aged and uh, now if somebody killed that tortoise and yeah. uh, and then uh, you know made soup out of him and took his head, yeah, and put it up. Made a, um, yeah, made that, a, that, uh, that, that person would get canceled, rightly so. Where yeah. there it was, it's been known forever that this is a very very special creature, yeah. and uh, I did it. But you're saying this was. Cecil and for was all entirely faded,
0: Manufactured,
1: yeah. That, yeah, that totally the manufactured.
0: Yeah, there was totally a comedian just recently reflecting on it saying, you know, what are the odds that of all the lions that, out there that this guy kills the one that everybody goes, it wasn't Cecil, was it? <laughs> 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 it wasn't Cecil, was it? Of all yeah. the lions that get killed every year. And, you know, the funny thing was the villagers you know, were, have no, they're like, it, it makes no difference. Because the lions killed 300 people last year in his
1: village, you know? Oh,
0: it's yeah. like, this yeah, is, yeah.
1: just another lion getting killed. It's like, finally, Yeah, there was, a, got... there was a great movie. Uh, I remember a great movie about 15, 20 years of two killer lions that just terrorized uh-huh. the uh, you know uh, the building of railroads in Africa, yeah. and these two just went rogue. These two lions went oh, rogue, yeah. oh, and uh, it's uh, apparently a true story that got uh, you know dramatized and everything like that. But yeah, uh, you, you, you uh, if you live nearby, you wouldn't think well of lions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and, I mean. Uh, well, the other the other thing is uh, here's another creation that uh, you know that uh, nature is a loving, gracious, uh, you know that we have to be in tune with nature and everything. The only thing I've ever known about nature is that it wants to eat you. It's brutal, yeah. It's hostile <laughs> to life. Yeah, the number one <laughs> killer, uh, the number one killer of human beings in history are mosquitoes. Is that right? Wow! Oh yeah, it's it's in the millions every year. People die. Of, yeah, yeah, you know, die, die of it. I mean, mosquitoes, you know, and uh, everything like that. But uh, go out in nature without any technology. Go out in nature without any um, you know protections, and then see see how much you like it. You know, after you know, without any comforts, without any conveniences up in nature and see how much you like nature. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Have you ever, have you ever done that? Uh, in nature? No, no. Uh, I mean, well, did I, you have a stretch uh, of your life when you were a backpacker and a hiker and a camper? No,
0: and- I've, uh, but I, I, I am known to be an avid golfer.
1: <laughs> and I've spent
0: a lot of time in nature that way. I mean, I've seen some of the most beautiful uh you know, I've been all over the uh the hills of Scotland and I've been up and down the coast of California. Yeah, the, well you know,
1: yes. Yeah, the only time you were in nature in your entire life scene was when you were in the rep on the Fairway Fairwind 6. That's right. One time
0: I really got in trouble. I got deep <laughs> in the woods, right. You know what? I'll tell you how funny it was because there was a uh, there was a great advertising moment. Uh, it wasn't me that hit the ball off in the woods this way, but my friend Paul. And we were over uh, in the woods and in the in the uh, bush. There, you know, it was kind of you know open a little bit, but there's trees and stuff. You're definitely in the rough. And uh, there's a sign that says, uh, "It looks like you could use our help." And it was for the golf academy at the, uh, at the golf club where we were called this number. <laughs> Straighten out your drive. <laughs> it's like if you're reading this sign, you need us.
1: <laughs> I thought
0: it it's so brilliant being in the right place at the
1: right time. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. It's like it. Like, if you're watching CNN, you miss your fight, you know, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, well, it's really, really interesting, this thing about uh, things being created. And, of course, uh, there's a long history of this, uh, Uh because uh, fiction, uh, the vehicle of fiction, is creating things that never existed. Uh, Like, uh, you know, uh, there's been storytellers forever, and, uh, you know, sometimes they're telling stories about things that happen, uh, and then they enhance them, you know, like they, uh, they had raw material to create a story, but they had to enhance it. And, um, and, uh, you know, and then at a certain point, one smart one said, well, why, why even bother with reality at all? Why don't you just create, you know, something new and, uh, do that. So there's, a you know, it probably goes back uh, 100,000 years around the campfire or somewhere. And somebody, you know, got a reputation for being entertaining and mm-hmm. uh, did it. So my sense is that why should Cloudlandia be any different? There, the, you know, there was fictional storytelling on the mainland. Why why should Cloudlandia yeah. be any different?
0: Yeah, it's just and that's, I think that's the real issue. Dan, is that the uh in Cloudlandia? We're at the point now where all of the storytelling, all of the things can look as official as the the I don't even want to use the words legitimate or mainstream or what's the right word for media now. The entire media situation is being completely disrupted right now through Cloudlandia. Because yeah. everybody's yeah. got the same equipment, the same broadcast capabilities, the same uh, you know software to create the chirons and the lower thirds and the things that make something look like official news. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. And it's really, can, it's can I amazing. ask you a question? And this is a personal question because each yeah. of us has to de- develop, and I think it has to do with uh, what we believe and what we pass on uh, yes. as a fact. And have you noticed any sort of checks that you have in your thinking? Like you'll see something, and where yes. maybe five years ago you you would take it as fact and pass it on to somebody. Now right. there's a there you've introduced another step or two or three steps. One before you even believe it yourself, but secondly, right. before you pass it on to anyone. Have you noticed that there's now a new habit in your? Yeah, I don't. I, I do in? notice. I do notice that
0: there's definitely an awareness that I know where things are coming from. Basically, like I, you know, and I, it, it's hard to. Um, I, I have to look to a situation where I'm trying to triangulate things. You know,
1: mm-hmm. where
0: mm-hmm. you look at like even what has been happening with the, uh, the mm-hmm. alleged recounts of the presidential votes in, in mm-hmm. Pennsylvania and Georgia and Michigan. Mm-hmm. Those have been all over the news since. And if you, if you trust, uh, you know, on one side, you see news that makes it seem like it's an inevitability that People are going to jail. That there's the biggest amount of fraud that's ever happened in things. That the software is coming under scrutiny. That mm-hmm. uh, you know all of these things. They're getting these. They're winning, winning. It's just going to be a matter of time uh, till it gets overturned. And then, you know, then the next night on sixty minutes, the gentleman who was in charge of the secure elections is declaring it the most secure uh elections mm-hmm. they've ever had mm-hmm. and it's really it's it's kind of so you even see those things that look like um you know Rudy Giuliani and those guys were all looked like they were real hearings but then you realize if you look closely at them they're kind of like in hotel ballrooms that look mm-hmm. like they're uh, mm-hmm. they look like they're official hearings but they're more like sort of um, dress up press conferences in a way, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so you realize that I still, I still don't know what the official what's what is of of what's uh, going on, you know. So
1: yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Well, can I tell you what I think the end game is on this? Um, yeah. And it's uh, we aren't at the end of the end game. Like the Supreme Court wasn't really the end game. The, right. The Supreme Court thing was actually a marketing campaign. Um, uh-huh. uh, it was actually a marketing campaign, but it wasn't the sale. <laughs> if you, yes. You, if yeah. anyone would know the difference between the marketing yes. campaign and the sale. Yeah, sales I get it. You get a check. The sale is when you get a check and it it clears. (laughs) And uh, anyway, but it it still comes back to the Electoral College that the electors who are sent on December 14th. This is in the calendar uh, because the Electoral College are individual electors. Um, So if your state has 21 electoral votes, there are 21 electors who go to Washington. They'll probably do it by Zoom by Zoom um, this year, and uh, they each cast their vote, okay? And uh, they're not constrained by who won the election, okay? They're not constrained by who won the election. They could cast whoever, right? Yeah, for example, in 2016, there was about seven people who cast it the other way. And as a matter of fact, there was this big Hollywood celebrity campaign uh, you know, actors that I didn't really know, but apparently they were someone who was an actor talk, talking to the electors that they didn't have to elect Trump president. You know, they could uh-huh. they could be a patriot they could be a patriot and uh, cast their vote because the electors are actually I mean they're they're uh, but here's the thing that they're appointed by the state legislatures the combination of the Uh, the the, uh, what's the House and the Senate of the state legislatures. And uh, and they can. um, So ordinarily, there would be electors who were. uh, uh, So Biden would have a complete set of electors and Trump would have a complete set of electors. It goes that way. And uh, you know, the uh, legislatures of the states could send, "Well, we're not going to send the Biden electors, we're going to send the Trump electors." And that, oh, really? <laughs> And this is doable. And the five oh, wow. states that are, the five states that are at issue all have Republican legislatures. Yes. And this is the end game. This is the end game. And all this lawsuits and everything else has simply been to suggest to the public that this was an illegal election. This was an illegal, not the the public, but people were going to be the electors and uh, state Mm -hmm. legislatures to give them enough proof. So this is really, and the other thing is that states can decide we're not ready on December 14th to do this. They have to do it by, I think, January 5th. Okay, so they yes. can say, you know, we're we're still not certain about this, and we can do it. So on the 14th, and unless you get, uh, uh, unless the electors, um, uh, you know, um, put in a number that adds up to um, 538, you know, there's mm-hmm. that's the number of electoral electoral votes is 538. And, uh, you know, 270 wins it for you. And uh, mm-hmm. if it doesn't count, uh, it's not an official election until all the state's electors come. So, uh, um, you know, this is the back yeah. of the Monopoly box. You know, I mean, if you want to know how a game is played, turn it over and read the instructions. So the fine for you. My, my sense is that all this has been marketing. It's not the sale. The sale is what the legislatures do with the electors for five states, and that'll be the. What do you yeah. suspect? Do you have any
0: do you have any inklings or think of what, what's going to happen?
1: I think it's 60-40 that they, they'll they go along with the election.
0: Yeah.
1: These five states, I think it's 60-40. Yeah. I think it's 60-40, but, you know,
0: I just saw an interesting graphic. that.
1: No, I, that. I just want to say that I was asking yeah. you the question about things. Oh. So uh, uh, I read my my Internet, re- uh, my my mainland thing is reading and my Internet uh, habit is reading. So I go mm-hmm. after articles. I go after yeah. articles uh, and uh, and but I've got one step I take these days. Uh, that I never did before. And that is, I read the article, and I say, who's the author? And I go to Wikipedia, and I say, who is this person? Okay, uh-huh. and I'll read who the author is. And, uh, you know, for example, uh, anything on the climate or climate warning, you can go on the Wikipedia, and I'll tell you what he gets who, who pays, who pays for this guy? Right. Yeah. And when I read an article, I say, okay, so how does this guy make a living? You know, or a woman, you know, how, how does she make a living? And you go to Wikipedia and you can tell right off the bat uh, why they're taking the point of view that they're taking. And the one thing is there's no such thing as uh, impartiality. Yes. That's true. There's not there, really, there is I mean, no there is nobody in the world who's impartial on any topic. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You you favor one over the other and yeah. Uh, um, yeah, and you'll communicate that way. Like I, I am uh, you know uh, I am a hundred percent entrepreneurial. You know, I'm hundred yes. percent entrepreneurial. Give me any issue where it's between entrepreneurism and something else. Uh, I'm totally biased. Yes. I'm a hundred percent biased towards entrepreneurism. Uh Yeah, I get that.
0: And that, but yeah, you see is that they don't even try and mask that now, you know? I mean, that's really the thing is that it used to feel like the news was at least trying to uh, give the perception of being neutral or balanced or, uh, Whatever it was, you know, but now that there's so many outlets, it's almost like they have to, um, you know, shout their voice loud.
1: Can, just can, so, t- can, can I tell you when the uh, the uh, what I would ca- call the polarization uh, happened? Tell me. Yeah, it happened uh, when. FM radio became very popular.
0: Okay, when was that in okay. the seventies?
1: Yeah, FM FM radio became very very popular, and FM was only local. You know, but, uh, FM is only local. Oh, FM has really really uh, not as much range as AM. I mean, I remember. remember AM, 10, is it the other I, way around? No, a.m. you can still, uh, you know, on uh, let's say it's midnight and I go on to Uh the a.m. station. I can pick up a New York station. I can pick up uh, Atlanta, Georgia station. I can pick up St. Louis. I can pick up Chicago. FM, you can never pick up except your, you know, the the area that you're living in. Okay. okay. But what what happened when um, everybody switched over to FM? Uh, uh, one side of the polit- political spectrum uh, completely abandoned AM radio, okay? So the liberal Democrats all went to FM. They all went to FM because you had like um, National Public Radio who has only FM. Um, um, you know, the classical music stations were FM. You never had classical music on AM. You know, you never... yeah. Right. You never had it. And the reason is because the audience was too big uh, for like FM radio or like classical music to be popular. But on FM, it was just, you know, a contingent. FM was a big city station. It was a big city medium, too. It was big cities like New York and everything. AM was, you know, it was a hodgepodge. It, It was everywhere. And what they did is that it just got vacated. AM got vacated and the other side picked up AM radio and it was talk radio that uh, uh, introduced the, so up until um, FM radio was created, the liberal, uh, the liberal uh, thinking controlled TV. There were only a few stations, you know, the, and the, uh, there were only a few stations and uh, You know, there was only three networks. There was CBS, ABC, and and, um, ABC, ABC, CBS, and NBC—just three. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then uh, talk radio took over, and uh, and it it was just a vacuum. But there were stations everywhere, and it just got taken over uh, by—I would say basically conservative, as opposed to liberal, all over the country. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's true. very, very hard to find a liberal AM station in the United States. Very, very hard to find, find uh, a, a, any liberal who is popular on AM. It's FM satellite, FM satellite. Mm-hmm. Now. And uh, then, of course, you had satellites. And then CNN came in and then CNN. And then that got reproduced 100 times, The um, you know, 24-hour news. Yeah, and that was it. But it was really the switch, the introduction of FM radio that created the polarization in the United States. That's interesting. I didn't realize yeah. that. Yeah. And I can remember what had happened because uh, uh, I was in Washington, D.C. I was in the Washington, D.C. area. And all of a sudden, people said, Oh, you don't listen to AM radio. FM radio is the thing to listen I said, Well, oh, that's really, really interesting. You know, I said, But, but, if, and you know, but and, I kind
0: of like what they're saying on the AM better. Is
1: <laughs> well, uh, not you know, not not really. I mean, I'm I'm just uh, you know a political junkie, so I, I'm yeah. interesting when certain trends start and everything else. And uh, it was FM the switchover because all the elites got together with their cozy little local station, you know, and yeah. uh, and, and left everything else. Uh yeah. uh yeah yeah. That's yeah, everything that's yeah, I mean that, it's really really you know, interesting. Mediums get introduced and one side of the political spectrum is gonna go, you know, or the other is going to go. But the um, but the liberals, I mean FDR Franklin Roosevelt just put a crunch on radio. He gave these fireside checks and everything like that. And then you had the you know, the the, the stations. Uh, but there was generally a liberal uh, control of newspapers, magazines, television, radio until yeah. there was a second radio medium created. And then one side of it got and that's where Rush Limbaugh came from. I mean, he's almost 40 years Rush Limbaugh mm-hmm. on AM radio. Yeah. So, yes. And then all the uh, go- gospel, you know, the evangelical religion, and uh, they took over uh, AM radio, and yeah, uh, grand old Opry, grand old Opry, you know,
0: and Dave, uh, Dave Ramsey, the uh, Dave Ram- yeah guy, yeah, all of them.
1: yeah,
0: yeah, and built really amazing Glenn Beck, amazing audiences, right? That's what oh, it's come. Yeah. Uh, but now this is the interesting thing, Dan, is that all of that, those audiences kind of carried into the, all of those, the major radio celebrities were all established prior to the internet. Mm-hmm. When you think about that, right? Rush Limbaugh, Doug, Glenn, Beck, all these guys are, have historically been in the thing and have been carried on. Um, yeah. But now, the
1: podcast is really
0: entirely new characters. Yeah, that is exactly it, and anybody can do it. Oh yeah, you don't need any permission. This—that's the great this thing about the,
1: this is the most democratic. Uh, the uh, podcasting is the most democratic communication medium in the history of the world. Yes. First of all, there's unlimited bandwidth. There's unlimited bandwidth. And it's global. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. It's a pretty exciting time. Yeah. And now you're starting to see, um, this this is a perfect little Well,
1: I'll give you an example. Can I give you an example? So last Wednesday morning, 8 o'clock in the morning, Toronto time, I'm on a podcast with David Bach, who's living with his family in Florence, Italy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, we do a, and it's one hour on who, not how. Um, you know, and, uh, he just, you know, Dave, David, uh, David's just a superb communicator. And, um I, so, uh, prior to the podcast, I said, how many downloads do you get? Um, you know, per episode. And he said about four million.
0: Wow, yeah. Pretty amazing, right? Like you look at that. Yeah. So that, he
1: says uh, yeah. he said when well, we got finished, he said, I'm really happy with this. He's I'm really gonna push this. I'm really gonna push this. You know, oh, boy. The, the who not how and uh yeah he said and I've got to tell everybody, you know, read the book and sign up for a strategic coach.
0: And I said Yes.
1: Well, take take me back thirty years and tell me uh, what that cost to um, run right. an hour, an hour of uh, prime time, and yeah. reaching of any, anytime Any you're talking to four million people, I can tell you it's prime time. Yeah,
0: exactly. To the entire GTA, that's the the entire Greatest Toronto Area at the time. You know, back mm-hmm. then. Yeah, you look at it; it's amazing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. i you know this is uh so much uh yeah so much reach now <laughs> so many different people have lots of ways to to reach people yeah yeah, and
1: he's built that yeah, over a long but year. but it's here's hard. the thing uh here's the thing uh a lot of people have a hard time with it because they still think in terms of scarcity okay. Yes. You know, and, you know, I'm competing with, you're competing with nobody. Right. Once you get into cloud landing, you're competing with nobody. Okay. All you're doing is establishing a viewpoint and finding other people who resonate with that viewpoint. That's the only thing you're
0: doing. They're just discovering. Yeah, that's what it is, is, is getting it in front of. And in a way that it's spreadable. I mean, yeah, that's, it's. Yeah, because then it truly is that the the there's a market for every message, right? And it's the the,
1: (laughs) Uh, you should call your IP lawyer right now and get that Um, (laughs) free.
0: That you know, it's
1: the truth. There's a market for for every message, TM.
0: Yes, and you look at that, and it's just there's no um there's no obstacles now.
1: You know, if it's I was grating, an IP, uh, if I was an IP lawyer today, I would just say, Dean Jackson, can I just follow you around all day and just, um, <laughs> can I, This, you know, uh, I I don't want what you're, I don't want the main thing you're eating. I just want the crumbs to fall onto, onto the floor. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, that's so funny, and it, you know. That is funny. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just a matter of finding them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and they find you. I mean, wow. Well, they do. This- they
1: do. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, uh, you know, there is a philosopher in 1930s, Wittgenstein, uh, Austrian, very famous, very famous uh, philosopher for something or other. And, uh, and but he had this great line. I uh, said it's probably one of the truest statements I can remember any philosopher saying. He said the whole the whole universe is organized and held together by family resemblance. <laughs>
0: That's funny, isn't it, just He says that things the, that
1: yeah. look like things lo- that look like each other are attracted to each other. Things that sound yeah. like each other are. Attracted. And it proves to me that the human brain is not a logic. Human, human brain is not a logical organism. It's not a rational organism. It's an associative organism that we mm-hmm. have some things in our brain and we go looking for other things that look like what's in our brain.
0: Yes. I agree with that.
1: Yeah. That's, that's, and, that's, the and, operating and we can system find it now. Yeah, yeah, and not only that, do we not only find connections, but we make connections. You know, in mm-hmm. other words, uh, is is that uh, that we can actually say, uh, hey, these look like each other, and did they look like each other? No, you just uh, you just determined that you were going to make a connection. And mm-hmm. this is a very difficult thing for people to associate. You mean I make up reality? I said, not only do you make up reality, everybody else makes up reality.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: I mean, the whole... Um... Cheese, not whisker. Cheese, not... yeah. Whisker. More cheese, not whiskers. whiskers. More cheese, not yes. whiskers. Yeah. That's right. Huh. Uh, well, say... Oh that's so true. That's so true. And I said well, wasn't true before Dean said it. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> that's right. That's funny. Yeah, this is uh, uh I mean I just look at, you know, there's so much um when you see the gathering now of everything. Uh all of these voices, all of these uh all, all these different, you see, YouTube. YouTube now, the 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 voices on YouTube are all people who have come up from the uh, the populace kind of thing. All people who have gone out and and built these audiences. But I guarantee you, I know that you know um, the kids of today. The, kids, the ones up to, you know, in, in school and everything now, they have no idea who the television stars are of the day, but they know everything about the YouTubers of the day. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. well, um, it's I like, uh, it, it, you know, it's like um, uh, gaming, you know, yeah. uh, you no. know, uh, competitive gaming interne- yeah. uh, Internet Internet. Internet gaming, I mean, the NFL, if you took the National Football League, you take the National Basketball Association, baseball and hockey, and put them them together, they're a dwarf compared to internet gaming.
0: Yes, that's exactly right. And people do the same. So our Philip is watching YouTube videos of other people gaming. And and. It was really interesting to hear um, parents talking about that their kids are not, you know, playing sports or uh, watching, they're not interested in sports, watching NFL or, or NBA or, or the things that you're talking about. Um, and one parent saying to the other parent, it's not even they don't, they're not even playing the game, they're watching other people play the game, right, on these videos. And, yeah. Without any irony, that they're sitting there on the couch watching football, <laughs> or watching other people play the game. Right? It's just so funny <laughs> yeah. <that> <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Meanwhile, well, they're having here's a conversation. There's a, 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 a little thing. I mean, I'm interested because I, you know, I do follow the professional. I, I football uh, football more so probably than almost any other sport because I played it, you know, like, uh, of yeah. all the sports that, uh, you know, that are available. I played football. And I, you know, and, uh, yeah, for the school that I, you know, the school I played in in Ohio and thing. Hey, I was, I was pretty good football player. And you know? I mean, mm-hmm. for the, you know, for the class we were in, I was, I was, uh, you know, I was captain of the team. I, you know, wow. everything like that. And, uh, you know, I, you know, and uh, and you know, I enjoyed it and everything. But I always wanted to be. It, it was a sport I was good in, but the one I wanted to be good in was basketball, and I wasn't any good at basketball. Oh boy! And uh, and so you know, you all, you're good at something, but you but you wanted to be good at something else. It's not a uncommon. It's not an uncommon thing in you know life. But uh, the thing that I find interesting is that there's a duplicate of the National Football League that's called the Internet uh, League, and uh-huh. there are teams, and there's the 32 teams, and they're 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 they're, they're um, you know they're uh, internet teams, okay, and uh, so the Dallas Cowboys, uh, which are the most uh, one of maybe two um, uh, um, most highly valued uh, sports, um, sports franchises, franchises uh-huh. in the world, the Yankees, New York Yankees probably one. maybe Manchester United, um, you know, in, in football, British football, yeah. uh, might be. So anyway... Next to um, Cowboy Stadium in Dallas, they build another stadium that seats thirty or forty thousand people, and people go and watch the fantasy football on the screen there. Wow, that is that's crazy. And the 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 Cowboys own it.
0: Wow, that's crazy. You mean
1: the the video game football? Yeah, but here's the thing, uh, yeah. uh, and then uh, you know, I mean, people will actually go when they can go, but yeah. none of the none of the those, those games get canceled because of COVID. Right. All the players show up, you know. All right. the players show up. you know, because they're yeah, sitting yeah. somewhere, they they don't have to be in the stadium to play the game, you know, and. Uh, uh, and everything, so, Yeah, so it's, uh, you know, it's fantasy football. Essentially, it's mm-hmm. fantasy football, but they've made it into a visual game. You have the players and everything yeah. like that. And uh, the players are controlled by the participation of the viewers. Mm. And it's unpredictable.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> wow. I mean, this is all underworld stuff that you don't even realize is happening, you know, but I did find, um, this week, a, or a couple of weeks ago, a, um, a company called night media who they're the, um, they're the company behind the top, top YouTubers. They've got a yeah. collection yeah, I've heard of, night,
1: of night
0: media, night media. They've got Uh, Mr. Beast, and um, you know, who's the second most popular uh, guy on YouTube, Um, and many other of the top uh, ten, all the ones that basically have ten or more million um, subscribers are all (laughs) basically part of this management group who behind the scenes you know, do all of the uh, Stuff allowing the um, allowing the YouTubers to really be the visionaries. You know, they're tapping yes. into the vision. You know, it's the VCR formula of the vision yep. of the creative, paired with the capability form of the Night Media, and with the reach then cumulatively yep. of all of those channels together it's pretty amazing
1: to see what you know happening. what uh, you know what the restriction is and all this the restriction is the same in God's India as it was in the mainland what's that human brain can only concentrate on one thing at a time yes and to that you know there's something um, yeah, there's
0: something and, about that. And that's that. a good thing. And that's also a
1: good thing. Yeah, and that's a good thing uh, in the sense that it forces uh, everybody who wants to capture someone's attention, uh, mm-hmm. they have to look at things from inside that person's mind. To yeah, yeah, uh, you know, to uh, so. Uh, You can do anything you want, but it's no guarantee that someone's going to pay any attention to you. You know, that's true. You have to have some sort of insight into what that person is, you know, and they have things they know that, uh, you know, that you can use, you know, sexual images or dangerous images and everything. But a lot of people train themselves out of that or they just filter that out. You know, I just, you know. Mm yeah, and you know, and, uh, uh, you know uh, people said, you know, I get so scared watching movies like this, and I said, you know, how I handle it? I don't watch them. And they said, right? Oh, oh, but you're missing. Well, I said, what I'm missing is being scared. But I said, uh, right. I choose to miss. I choose to miss being scared. I said, yeah. I, I scare. I scare myself with goals. You know, I don't scare myself with other people's input. Right. That's a, that's brilliant,
0: you know. I've, that's kind of the thing when, um, you know, you you have been perhaps more than anybody that I know more mono focused, I think than mm-hmm. uh, than most in in a lot in every way I think in in observation. Um, but I'd love to hear more. Was that were you always that way, or was there a time? When yeah. You said, yeah. You know what? The only thing th- I'm going to do is focus on this one thing.
1: You know, I think it was an accident too. Uh, you know, I yeah. think it's an accident. I think it's a, a function of the, when I was born, where I was born, my birth order, um, who my parents were, that I yeah. that as a child I spent a lot of time alone. Yeah. Um, even though I'm uh, one of seven in the family, I have a significant age differences on, um, um, you know, older and younger. I have, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and so I never played with my siblings um, as a rule. I mean, I would play with them, but uh, that was, you know, that was like dessert. That wasn't the main course. Yeah. And uh, and I there were no kids in the neighborhood. I grew up on a farm. We were out in the country. So from probably the time I walked until I hit uh, first grade, there was about a three, three, four year period when Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, I could just wander a hundred acre farm. And uh, I couldn't go beyond, I couldn't cross a fence line and I couldn't, you know, I couldn't go anywhere near the highway. But I pretty well wander, you know, wander around in the paths and everything like that. And there was a dog. We always had a dog and the dog always came with me. And my mother said, I don't want to know what you're doing when you go out of here. uh, So don't come back and tell me what you're doing because I don't want to think about it. (laughs) Wow. Okay. That's how she chose not to scare scare herself. Uh, Dean, how's that for a free pass? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But she said, if you get into trouble, we know the dog will come back and bark and we'll find you. (laughs) <laughs> wow that's great. simple. but what it did is that uh, I don't want that to happen I don't want to get into trouble so the dog goes back and barks and they yeah. have to. so it was kind of this gre- an agreement between me and my parents you know that I could wander but when I was three or four you know I would wander down the path and it was you know like a half mile to the back of the you know, to the back of the territory, yeah. back of the property, you know, and I yeah. I'd wander and then you know, there wasn't really anything dangerous except machinery. You would you know, they want right. me fooling around with tractors and things like that. But yeah. uh, you know, but uh, I think I got into the habit of sort of entertaining myself and educating myself really early. And uh, and uh, I think it was, you know, that's where my brain was when I hit school at six uh-huh. and, uh, and then we lived six miles away. So you were delivered in time for school and you were picked up from school. So there was no socializing, um, socializing afterwards, you know, right. so I didn't hang out with the kids. That wasn't part of the social scene. Right. So, yeah, yeah. And I, you know, it was, it, that just happened to be the card deal that I got, and, you know, and I did that. But I've noticed all my life that, uh, you know, if people describe me, you know, Dan's about what Dan's about. You know, my mm-hmm. you know, if you ask my, well, Dan's always kind of doing his own thing, you know, like ever since I've been a kid. Um, mm-hmm. you ask anybody, and I remember I was at a high school reunion, my high school class, mm-hmm. 25 years ago. I haven't been back since. And uh, and uh, there was a group sitting around. It was in one person's home and we were sitting around and they were talking about things that had happened, you know, like uh, teachers getting fired for fooling around, you know, with the students and everything like that. And I was sitting there and I said, God, this is all news to me. I said, "Uh, I I didn't know any of that. You know, it's I, I didn't know any of that. And I didn't uh, do that. And one uh, woman, you know, who I grew up, she says, Dan, you know what our image of you was? You were just waiting for that. You were just waiting to leave town.
0: (laughs) Just waiting. I'm only, yeah,
1: I'm only passing through. Uh, I'm putting in my time. Yeah. You know, I'm just putting in my time before I can leave town. And I left town three three days after I graduated from high school. I was gone, you know not amazing went. yeah yeah so you know you are who you are and uh, the big question is one is to be okay with that yeah like i'm okay with the way i am and uh you know yeah. and i'm okay with and i'm okay with the way other people are you know because mm-hmm. i think a lot of it's luck and a lot of it is created along the way you 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 you, you you know, you have something you start with, and then you build on it.
0: Yes, agreed. Yeah. Well, imagine. You know, you think about your. Uh, I mean, just thinking about the way you grew up—that it wasn't even an option for you to be in your room connected to the rest of the world as a ten-year-old. Yeah, yeah.
1: I didn't see television until I was nine years old.
0: That's what I mean. Yeah.
1: 53, wow, right? 50, 53. Yeah. I mean, it was radio. We had radio, but yeah. I'm a big reader. My, my mom got me out of reading really early. Sure. So, Yeah. Yeah. I love but it. uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, like, uh, I was just talking to somebody and they said, uh, you know, uh, this is about Facebook or Twitter or something like that. And I said, and, uh, They were saying, you know, how do how do you handle Facebook and Twitter? And I said, I don't. No, no, No. I know you you don't. So but but and I said, No, I've never had the experience of receiving or sending a Facebook message or a Twitter message or any of the other social media. Yes. And they said, How can that be? And I said, Well, I don't do it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. And uh and uh yeah, but I read a lot, and uh, you know, I, uh, I'm a news junkie. You know, so I'm aware yeah. of things in the world. It's just that I I choose not to participate, and you know, it's like you can't get a hold of me unless you go through somebody else. Right. Yes.
0: Well, and I get sucked every week, just like this.
1: Yep. And these are uh, great. I, aside oh, from you, cool. no. Uh, aside from you, uh, my, my phone is, um, unused.
0: This is great. I Except
1: for happy. I've got my happy app now and um, oh, yeah. the app is, on the app is on my phone. So every, for the first time ever, I'm charged up all the time. I, I make sure I'm charged up all the Your time. Your phone's charged up. Oh boy. That's great. Yeah. I love it.
0: Well, Dan, this has been uh, fun.
1: Um, oh yeah, but but you know I'm we should. Happy to be uh, back. Uh, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of uh, things about this new world um, that uh, are threatening because people have always lived in a world of scarcity.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I tell you, if you want to be scared about something more than scarcity. If you want to be scared of something that's scarier than scarcity, try abundance.
0: <laughs> wow. Yes, exactly.
1: Abundance is really scary. Yes.
0: I think that's really, what do you mean? really
1: is. What do you mean it's infinite?
0: <laughs> I think that the abundant where this is really like hitting home, is the abundance um Availability of capabilities that oh, yeah, we truly, you know, I, I mentioned that we're moving into this. That being uh, the ability to define what you want, which is vision, <laughs> uh, is really, yeah, that's the thing oh, yeah. that people are that's the scary thing is to realize that you can want bigger and more amazing things, and there's nobody stopping you. I mean, exhibit A is Elon Musk. I wanna send a man to, the, to Mars, you know? And there's nobody, you know, the capabilities gather themselves in a way when you're clear on the vision, yeah.
1: Yeah, so last week, here's a thing to talk about, uh, both Elon Musk and uh, both uh, Tesla, essentially. And the person himself and Oracle moved from California to Austin, Texas. Yes. They both announced. And, uh, you know, I don't know what it takes to get the attention of California politicians, but I I would suspect that this is, you know, it's a bit of a message. We can talk about that. Where are you going to live in the mainland? If you're going to take advantage of Cloudlandia, where do you want to live in the mainland?
0: That's exactly right. I, the big buzz in in Texas now is their their slogan is "Don't California, Texas."
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: they don't want they don't want all these people abandoning California for Texas.
1: Well, the first now of turn all, Texas uh, yeah, into we,
0: California.
1: Yeah, check your mindsets at the, at the, you know check yes. your mindsets. At the border, you know, we don't. Like, yes, uh, we'd like you. We'd like your skills. We'd like your uh, consumption, but we don't want your mindsets.
0: That's exactly right, and that's the thing. Florida and Texas are, you know, the beneficiaries of this. We're gaining yep. a lot of uh, new people. So, yeah, so many opportunities. Yep. All right, Dan. I'm happy to be back in the uh, in the.
1: I yeah. The saddle. yeah I'm happy to be place. back
0: in the club yeah. chair here having yeah. the conversations and I will right. uh, I'll I'll talk to you next week. Okay, bye. Thanks, bye.